everybody, and welcome back to the small group where community and Christ collide. I am your small group leader, Josh Roberts, and I'm once again joined by the awesome Chastity Lowe. Hi. And I'm so excited for you to be back with me again for this next session as we continue this mini-series that we're calling Hurt and the Holidays, Handling Grief and Loving Those in it. And we we did a, a session recently. We're on session two now. Uh, walking through how do we handle hurt in the holidays? How do we navigate this season? It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. And everybody says that and they sing about it, but for some it's not. You know, that's the reality. So um, we are here talking about how do we navigate that hurt? How do we navigate loving people? who are going through that hurt because at the same time we might be experiencing the most wonderful time of the year, but we have people around us that are hurting. How do we better love them? And and this is the purpose of that session. So we're going to give you today a point uh, to drive home for the ones who are grieving. So if you are the ones grieving, Chastity, tell me what is the big thing we want to get across to them in this session? Uh, be honest about what you can handle. Be honest about what you can handle. Um, have you, Chastity, been honest about what you can handle? <laughs> Negative. <laughs> yes, a- yes and no. Okay. I'll say, um, well, one, I was not aware of all the things that I had said yes to when I booked up my calendar. Yeah. Um, but everything that I've been to so far has been manageable. Good. But I I did some of these points that I'm going to talk about with myself beforehand. That's awesome. And I also have have some things in place for for the ones that are to come. So so walk us on a journey. Tell us how how we can be honest if we're going through grief. How how do we be honest about what we can handle? Okay, so this one really, I think, pertains to people who are grieving um, situations that probably have to deal with um, loss of a loved one or um, family-type situations. So whether that be um, loss of a loved one or maybe um, broken families, whether that's mm. from divorce or maybe you have estranged family members or something of that nature or um, something that really hits home with me because this is a season that a bunch of my friends have found themselves in recently. Um, um, people that are having trouble having children um, and so the holiday season is a difficult time for them because they um, have a hard time, you know, going to the family parties and stuff where there are a lot of kids. Um, and so that's a really difficult season. Um, and so um, I think this type, this point really has to deal with grief as far as um, loss when it relates to family. When it comes to being honest about what you can handle, Thinking that the holiday will be the same as it always had um, is going to set you up for disappointment. Yeah. And so um, if you prepare yourself that it's going to be different, um, that that will begin to prepare you um, that prepare you better. That's um, good. So if you think that it's just going to be the same as it always has, um, that that's going to prepare you for more hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, because if someone's missing or, you know, your, your family's estranged, 
it's it's going to be different. And so things are, are not going to go the way that you planned. You may want distractions during the holiday season. You may not want distractions during the holiday season. Um, either way is fine. Um, so if you are not feeling very festive um, during the holiday season, you may want to unplug from social media for a little bit because you know as much as I do that people love to post a lot during the holiday season. Oh, yeah. I, I, that was an interesting point as we were looking through the notes. Like, um, you see all the people, especially now that we're getting into Christmas, it you, you got people that it's, it's the thing where they send out Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. Um, even my wife, she was sending out like all the Christmas cards to mm-hmm. all the people and she was like getting so stressed out cause she was like, I'm not even done. I've got like 5 million more cards to send out. And, um, that's, I, I, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a healthy mm-hmm. thing. Um, I think it's a, a good thing to do, but at the same time, as I looked at these notes, I couldn't help but process, man, how could getting a card, it, it's, it's so ambiguous because like the person that's going through hurt and grief and loss and processing the things around them they're getting bombarded with all of the information and all of the stuff Mm -hmm. so you're going through grief and you're going through hardship and then you you're getting on social media to see that people are having christmas parties Mm -hmm. and doing events and celebrating Mm -hmm. and you're just like that's not my season right now Mm -hmm. and that's hard if you have a family member that you're having some problems with and you're not going to see them during the holiday season, but you're still friends with them on social media and they're getting together with other family members. Ooh, yeah. If you know that that may upset you or um, I didn't even bring you that. hurt, um, you may want to, you know, mute them on social media for the holiday season um, just so that it won't bring you extra extra pain to get to to your holiday you know you want to do what's best for for you um and that doesn't mean you don't love them no it never means that you don't love them um you you want to do what's best for you and what's best for them because if you're um you're seeing those things it may bring up you know anger or something towards them that is unnecessary Mm -hmm. um or you may just want to take a break from social media altogether that's good Examine your priorities and your limitations. So um, think about what what events and things that you want to go to that are your top priority um, and make make that list. Um, and then know, know what your limits are. What things do you know that you absolutely cannot handle um, during the holiday season? Um, and, and let that be known to the people that you can trust. Know, know your circle. Know who those people are that are your closest friends that you can call on. Um, and those are the people that you can call in the middle of the night when you're upset. Those are the people that are going to listen to you um, when you're crying. And um, those are the people who listen to you tell your five million stories. Um, but know those people and um, let those people know what your limits are. And those are the people who are, who are going to be there for you um, during those situations. That's really good. Know that it's okay to say no to the parties and the gatherings um, if you don't want to attend. People will understand. Um, It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean that you don't want to celebrate things. Um, It just means that you um, are doing what's best for you and what's best for your mental health. Um, 
and what's going to be what gets you through the holiday and what gets you through this grief grief season. Um, For traditions, keep the old traditions alive. Um, I know for us, we always have gotten together on Christmas or Christmas Eve with my sister and her family. Um, We're still doing that. We're still doing um, just like we always have. So we're still doing those things, even though um, my dad is not here. Um, He passed away about a month ago. Um, So we're still doing those things. We're still getting together and having Christmas just like we always have. Um, So keeping the old traditions alive, but be open to making new traditions as well. That's good. Um, Even though your loved ones... um, may not be around anymore or your family may look different be open to making those new traditions um, as part of the healing if a loved one has passed away or something maybe rearranging the furniture helps to reduce absent um, reminders maybe your loved one had a favorite chair or a favorite piece of furniture Um, if you rearrange the furniture in your living room it may help to um, remove that reminder that they're not there anymore so that's um, that was a pretty interesting point that I, I have never really thought of before. It's such a small concept, mm-hmm. um, but anything that it, it's it's it, you have to do what's comfortable for you. I'll say it that yeah. way. You, you know, you might be the one to say, you know what, this chair is an important chair. Mm-hmm. It doesn't move. It yeah. needs to stay, and that's that's good. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It, but if you find that you are having an unhealthy time detaching from the grief, mm-hmm. maybe the change up of the scenery will help that process mm-hmm. and help you heal a little bit more. Not Because keep in mind, that chair being in place is not the only thing connecting you to a memory of the person. Mm-hmm. It's a semblance. But but it's not it's not the only thing. You have all the memories. You have you have countless things that you probably can point to that that reflect on mm-hmm. in, in other ways um that one minor change can be a move toward health but obviously like any of these things you should only do what you're comfortable in be that's why we're talking about being honest with what you can handle so do what makes you comfortable and realize change does not mean you're doing something wrong you're doing what's best for you and what's best in this season So for events and activities, it's okay to decline. It's also okay to attend briefly. So maybe maybe you go to the party or you go to the holiday activity, but you um, you say I I can only go for 15, 30 minutes. I can't stay for the whole event, but I I still want to be here. I want to be in the presence of um, these friends and family that I love and I care about. Um, But I know that I can't stay for an extended period of time. Um, That's okay. It's okay to go and attend briefly and share that with someone so that they they know. Um, I think that's important too um, because they that way they see if you're upset or um, frustrated or if something happens they can they can help you. This one's extremely important. Give yourself grace. So I know. we talked on the last episode about extending grace to those that were grieving, but it's also important for the grieving person to give themselves grace in the process as well. The bottom line is to be honest about what you can handle and don't put a lot of pressure or obligations on yourself during the holiday season. 
and know that it's okay to attend and be happy. Um, and it's also okay to, to not attend whichever way you decide. That's really good. If you're the one listening and you're going through grief right now, you're going through hardship and, uh, just having, just having a season right now. Um, you have to be honest about what you can handle. Uh, and, and I think it's also important as, as clearly stated, you know, make, make yourself and what you can handle known, um, for the person that, that loves you, they might not clearly know what you're capable of or what you can handle in the season. And they may need you to just be outright and tell them. Um, but if you're sitting back assuming that they should know, or if they're assuming incorrectly, um, it's going to cause hurt in the middle and confusion in the middle. Um, and clarity is happiness. So, um, let's jump to talking about, uh, a way that you can help others who are, are dealing with grief in this holiday season. Um, let's talk about a way that you can better love them in this season. That's by finding a way to serve them. Um, this sounds way too simplistic <laughs> than it really is. Uh, but the reality is serving and loving people in this season, it's not for whatever reason, we've got this concept of, I have to know what to say. What do I say to them? How do I say this? And, and it's not about your words. It's about your presence. It's about mm-hmm. you loving people in the midst of their grief. Um, your time is more important than your words. Your That's availability is more important than your huge. words. Was that a big factor for you? Definitely. That was really a really big thing. Um, we had a couple of friends in particular that um, would either text us or come by and see us like every day. And it wasn't that they were saying a whole lot and they weren't doing anything huge. Um, but just their presence meant something that was like, I could never repay that. And they'll never know how much that that meant to me and to my mom. And, and I think that leads into this tip right here. Give a little and give often. Um, doing something big is a good thing. You know, being gracious, doing large things, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. But doing many small things and consistency with mm-hmm. it is even better. Mm-hmm. So um, when you're serving and loving people, it's not about going big. It's about, like, j- just being consistent. I have. I, it's one thing when you dedicate a half of your day to just being present with someone and, and taking them to lunch, doing a bunch mm-hmm. of things. That's a good thing. That, I'm not saying that's bad at all. Mm-hmm. But it can be just as powerful if you consistently, for three, four weeks straight, send a text every morning at the same time just to Mm -hmm. say, I'm thinking of you, praying for you, love you. Mm -hmm. That could weigh just as much as giving up a whole half of your day in a lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not about doing something big. It's about um, being consistent. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is people in grief, they, they want consistency. Mm-hmm. They don't want the notion that someone's only going to be there for the, the moment and then is gone. They, they want to know that they've got people, like you said, your circle, knowing your circle. Those are the ones that you know are going to be there. You, you don't have to question that. But you're, you had countless people, and this is not an insult to them, mm-hmm. but you had countless people pop up and just say, uh, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what you're going through. I'm praying for you. End of discussion. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not an insult. That's not that's that's good. The the thing is, if we want to be effective at better loving people in their grief, we have to be people that are consistent mm-hmm. and and not aiming at the big. So that might mean, yeah, doing a meal, um, giving a gift of some kind, or or even just the gift of your time and just being present. It's not about the magnitude of a gift. It's about the consistency and loving and that I, I will say this, another big point in this is just reach out, like just do it. Don't wait. And, um, me being transparent, I'm guilty of this. There have been too many times that I've had, uh, people in my life where they've gone through a hardship and, and a hurt and, um, they, they immediately jump to, I know they're getting bombarded right now. I'll send them a message later or I'll contact them later on um, or I'll get with them later about it. Don't wait. Um, You might think you're doing a service to them, but really it might even be your voice that they need to hear and your encouragement that they need in the season of grief that they're in. So don't wait. Uh, Just reach out. And and lastly, um, just being present is the most important. And I can't... I can't help but mentally jump to the story of Job. You look at the story of Job, Job lost everything. He lost um, his home, his estate, all of his wealth, his family, and he was, and even his health. Like he had sores all over his body, and he is sitting in the ashes of his children's home, scraping his wounds with pottery. Gross imagery, but if you want to talk about grief, that there's there's no clearer picture that I could immediately jump to is just that that level of despair in that moment. Um, he he was hurt, he was wounded, and it says that his friends came, and it says they sat with him and they wept, and they sat in silence for a week. I just counted to 10 in my head. That's going to be 10 seconds of silence in the podcast. It was probably uncomfortable enough that someone checked to just say, you know what? Was that even like, was there a mess up? <laughs> because we are triggered to think that silence means something's wrong. That, that a break in something is, is off. And, and it's sad to think about this. We can't go 10 minutes or or let alone five minutes around someone that is hurting and crying without feeling the need to, what do I got to say? What do I have to do? I was, uh, I took some classes in college for, for family therapy and psychology. And, uh, Dr. Minton was one of my professors, incredible guy. I, I learned so much, um, through that. And yeah, it was, it, it was, it was basic introduction classes to counseling, Um, but, but his, the way he taught how to love people and to encourage them and support them in the seasons and stages of life, just at a fundamental level, one of the things he talked about was that whenever he has people crying that come to his sessions with him, he, he never gives them tissue. And like, I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, instead what he does is he has tissue available and he just points and it just makes sure that they know where the tissue are. 
because he doesn't want to give them a tissue and them think or internalize it as he's telling me I should stop. And I never really thought of it that way. Um, Sometimes we just need to be a people that will sit with people in their grief and not have the words to say, but just be with them. So then they're not dealing with it alone. So if you are the person loving people through grief right now, I want you to ask yourself a question. In what ways have you been present? Now, you might have been busy. I get it. I'm there far too often in a place where I'm slammed with work and life and family, and it's understandable. But ask yourself this question. If you can identify the people around you that are dealing with grief, in what way have you been present? And can you do a better job of being present or even just giving a little in a consistent way? Because that in and of itself may make all the difference. So let's close out this session. We're going to look at some scripture and uh, then we're going to pray us and pray us, pray and close out the session of the small group. A couple of scriptures uh, that we want you to keep in mind Isaiah 26 3 and Philippians 4 7. These two walk hand in hand. Let me read those to you. Isaiah 26 3 says this You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So the scripture is saying you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast. You will keep them in perfect peace. And then Philippians 4, 7 ties to that, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, which goes beyond anything we can think or imagine. It will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And that's all anxiety. Everything. Not some. All. All. And why should we cast it on him? Because he cares for us. Simple. And, and, and sometimes we feel like, you know, God just doesn't understand where I'm at right now. God doesn't know what I'm dealing with. Um, even, even, Christians, people that love God, sometimes it's hard to internalize it because you're going through so much hurt and hardship that you just, you're just like, I, nobody understands. Cast your anxiety and cares on him. He cares for you. And maybe you need to do that today. So I'm going to ask Chastity, if you would, would you close us out in prayer? I will. Lord, I thank you for every listener that's going to tune into this podcast, Lord. I pray for those that are hurting during this holiday season, God. I pray that you will comfort them, Lord, and remind them that you know their hurt, God, and that you are there, God, and that you take all of our anxieties, God, and all of our hurt and all of our grief, Lord, and you take every burden, God, and you carry it for us, Lord. I pray for those that are caring for those that are grieving, God. I pray that you will... um, Give, those, give them ways to serve God and open up ways for them to love those that are grieving God. I pray that you will um, remind them that, that there's no wrong way to love those that are grieving God. I pray that you will um, 
remind them to to serve with love, God, and to serve with peace, um, and to serve with patience, God. I pray that during this holiday season, God, that it will be filled with um, with memories and good times, Lord, um, and that those that are grieving and loving those that are grieving, God, that they will um, ultimately remember that the season is about you. Um, in your name, I pray. Amen.